Spielboys watching Steenies movies. Spielboys watching Steenies movies. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Spielboys. I'm one half of the podcast, Tom Raymond. What? Because Amber, one time you said the only way to enjoy this podcast is to enjoy both of the things we already know, and I rebel That's against true. you. It's only to know the things I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you! God damn it! That is the podcast, huh? Good morning, chicks. Chads and people who are neither chicks nor chads, welcome to original podcast. Do not steal. Uh, my name is Amber Autumn. She, her. My name's Prince Devin. He, him. He's the one who you need to know everything that he's ever watched in order to enjoy the podcast. Good fucking luck with that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it is simpler and more difficult than you'd think. But anyways, the point of the podcast is not the point of Spielboys, but it's to discuss at length intellectual properties, medias, franchises, mythologies, fart around with my good friend Amber Autumn, and make an original character within that space. And today, we're going to be doing a collaborative How We Do experience, and that is for How We'd Make a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Which is just an enterprise doomed to succeed. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong making a Dungeons & Dragons movie? Certainly, no one has ever tried it before. There's... Uh, how many? There's how many D&D movies? Is, there's one. There is one D&D movie. No, there's two, because that one has a sequel. The one you're thinking of has a sequel. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a it's like a direct to DVD sequel, and like the only person they got to come back is the guy, the blue lipped guy who played the Death Knight. I really probably should have watched the D and D movie in preparation for this, um, but the simple truth is that I, I listen. I don't have that much free time, and I'm not going to spend it watching the D and D movie. Just so, like to be honest with you, I just am not. So there's that. There's Darkness <laughs> Rising. Remember Darkness Rising, there, Amber? So granted, there are, there are the gamers movies. Yeah. So there's that's that is a that is a franchise. There are a couple of movies in the 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 Darkness Rising franchise. Um uh, my, and, my, and we have to live with that information. My favorite part about that movie is I don't remember any of the jokes almost i remember the pile of dead bars you remember the pile of dead amber, bars right <laughs> because amber leaned over to me and went that joke would be funny if we hadn't said it to you for years out of context <laughs> <laughs> and that's true <laughs> that joke would have been funny if we hadn't said it to you for years out of context i'm right <laughs> Uh, and then there's the animated dragonlance movie that no one talks about because it's fucking bad <laughs> so this is actually a fair supply of D D movies i want to so so uh so so the gamers darkness rising uh the, the gamers is a um group of like independent filmmakers who like make D D movies right um and uh uh they've made a, a, a couple of movies um including but not limited to uh this movie called darkness rising um, which I watched a lot in high school, and I quoted a lot because I thought it was funny. 
Um, uh, because it is funny. I'm a genius. I'm right. Um, uh, and, and in that franchise, the way that they do it, there are a few ways that people have done D&D movies in the past. Have we mentioned what we're doing? We're making a D&D movie. This is how we do episode for a D&D movie. The way they handled it in that franchise is that it's a movie about a group of people who are like playing D&D, a D&D group, and the real life trials and tribulations of that group and then the um the ways that those like in character dynamics um uh, uh reflect those or or you know experience those or 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 what have you so that's 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 the way that that group does it you i have more familiar with that you probably have more familiar with like the Dragonlance one and the time they just made like D&D the movie um uh right so how did they do it in those bad <laughs> great <laughs> the perfect there is bad because like with the the D and because okay talking uh so nerds hello hi i like hi. those dragonlands books i like them quite a bit no one gives a shit no one who wants to play D&D cares y- your friends who don't play who you want to get into it don't care the fun of D&D is it is a collaborative storytelling platform with you and a group of your friends. The actual mm-hmm. lore of it, who gives a shit? And so when you made the D&D movie, no one's going to see it because I'm not making things happen. And the people who are like, oh, there's lore here are disappointed because it ignores all of the Dragonlance stuff. And the Dragonlance movie is bad because they just took the book and turned that into a script. And that's not how adaptations work. Right. Ideally. Uh, this is why everyone's favorite adaptation. Oh, I don't. I don't read enough to have one. I just, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a joke here. You, listener, finish it at home. This is fill in the blank jokes. That's how comedy works. I'm so glad that you'll do anything within your power to monetize our friendship, Devin. Listen, they can't form a a parasocial relationship with us if they don't interact with us in some way, and now I'm letting them in on the joke. They get to make running gags with us on the Discord, on our Patreon. (laughs) Our Patreon that we have, famously. Right now. (laughs) So the the, the way that those properties do it is by, like, just... It's kind of just, like, by being a high fantasy adventure, right? Like... Yeah, it's just be a be a Lord of the Rings movie, but not as good. Which is a bummer. Uh, it's not necessarily the way you want to do D and D, and that's probably part of why D and D does not historic D and D movies uh, don't historically have the best reputation as far as movies go. So yeah. now um, we've taken it upon ourselves uh, to fix that problem. We're gonna do it. All you big wigs in Hollywood, we'll show you how to make a movie. We'll show you how this fucking works. You fucking turd nuggets. Oh, that was really harsh. I don't know. I'll polish you right up. I've been listening to Tom Watts. I wrote about The Punisher for four hours. I'm aggro. Let's go. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand that bit. Um. So... Yeah. So Dungeons Again, and Dragons. Amber, you have to know everything I like to enjoy the podcast. That's true. Um, so uh, uh, 
Dungeons and Dragons. We love Dungeons and Dragons. We've played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I have a little bit of a reputation for being very sour on Dungeons and Dragons, um, because I like those like fucking fancy indie tatter pigs, right? Um, uh, those like really pretentious independent tabletop role playing games, which is very annoying of me. And and when you're when you're really into independent tabletop role playing games, uh, there's sort of this bad reputation that D and D gets, um, because D and D is like the game that you're expected to like, right? D and D is like the 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 thing that I often like to say about it um, is that it's not that it's the MCU of games. It's like imagine if imagine if it's not just that people only ever watch the MCU. But in addition, like, it's like no one has ever heard of movies besides the MCU existing. Like, you tell people about other movies and they're like, they're like, what the fuck is that? That's not real. You're making that up. Um, Or like, oh, like, like, like you'll tell people about Citizen Kane and they'll be like, oh, you mean like, you mean like Captain America, right? Um, that's the, like, the, like, comparison that I like to use. So in that way, like, it does get, uh, annoying. I have feelings about Dungeons and Dragons, um, but I also really like Dungeons and Dragons, right? I have a long and rich history with Dungeons and Dragons and with you specifically. Um, uh, we played a lot of D&D in high school. It's, like, the way that we know each other. Um, and so, uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's I've I've played a lot of it. I think it's very good at the thing that it does. I've played a lot of fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons. There are a lot of different editions. How much do how much can we assume that people know about Dungeons and Dragons? Dungeons and Dragons is a fantasy adventure tabletop role playing game. Okay, um, here's here's where... here's before <laughs> yeah. you go off. Here's my thing, because like being in like the fucking uh, war around nerds, like we won the most successful film yep. franchises fucking comic book movies i won bitch yeah so like pre that and a pre-critical role world i would feel a need to be like sit down this is what a dungeons and dragons is yeah it, there are so many dungeons and dragons podcasts if you just type in D D to the sure. search of whatever thing you use we're not going to be the first one to pop up it's fine let's operate sure. under the assumption they know what a D is sure and, like, yeah, I think the opening would be better served just, like, our history and relationship to it. And uh, do you have any more, or do you want me to go for a bit? Go for a bit. Okay. So Dungeons & Dragons is very important to me, because it's where I met my best uh, friends in high school. This nerd who I'm talking Hi. to right now in this podcast. Hey. I had a lot of... I had a bunch of shit that didn't work out before then... It was a real, like, curmudgeon ultra-serious DM, didn't really mash well, personal things yeah. happened outside of that I don't want to get into. It was just, yeah. I, I enjoyed a lot of what happened, but we could never make it work. And then I met these nerds, and one day, our friend who I don't think, <laughs> well, my friend, <laughs> whose name I don't think would like to be said on this podcast let drop that they were all playing D and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta work. I gotta try to get this. I'll, I'll bring up that I've played Dungeons and Dragons into casual conversation. And then we're all just sitting there and I was like, all right, play it cool Devin. And I just said, Hey, I heard you guys play D and D. Could I come? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then Amber was like, Oh, so we're just letting anyone play. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. Did I say that? I, I, you didn't say that, but you've told me that's a thing you thought the first time I showed up. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually do sort of remember because it was kind of like I didn't know who you were really right. And so I think at the time it was kind of just like a... Um, like, oh, so, like, you're not going to run it past the rest of us when you bring someone into the group. Um, but out of context, that definitely comes across as just, like, A, kind of an asshole thing to do. B, like, high-key racist, right? Um, <laughs> it's a black nerd. Right? That's, like, absolutely the energy that that brings out of context. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> It's, it's bad because it's not. It would be bad if you were just like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I met you guys and D and yeah. is best. Yeah, and it's uh, fucking foundational years. Real important for how I look at storytelling. For like what I talk about with my friends. A lot of how I approach the world. A lot of my favorite characters if i'm allowed to blow smoke up my own ass on my own podcast but like a lot you of are. my favorite characters and memories come from D. &D. and now and, and and we like movies and so we get to make a, a movie about it i yeah i i i think D, D can pretty easily be used as sort of like a like a a, 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 ger a generification of of like tabletop role playing games. Like we played a lot of Pathfinder and Shadowrun and stuff, you know. Um, and and a lot of the nerds will get very mad at me um, for saying that we can use it as a generification. Um, but I'm right. Uh, yeah. So there's a couple of ways that we can do this. I obviously like making Lord of the Rings but shittier is like the wrong way to go about it, right? I think we can agree about that. Is that fair? But yes, making if if you're making a D&D &D movie and you just do a generic fantasy go home there is no point to right that. you're like you're missing the point of making a D&D &D movie um so the so let me let me just i i you pitched this episode so i imagine that you probably have some ideas about how you would do a D&D &D movie right yeah. um pre-built floating around in yes. there um, I'm gonna, since you have those so fully formed, I'm gonna, I, mine are probably much vaguer, so I'm gonna go ahead and say those first right now. Um, I imagine that I definitely like the, the Dorkness Rising method better than the generic D&D &D method, where you make it about a group of people playing D&D, &D and then the characters within D&D &D as well. Um, I like that approach. I also think that it might make sense to go with um this sort of you know lego movie emoji movie um uh like slightly postmodern sort of a sort of a style where you have like a main character who is like an art like it's all in the world but you have a main character who is like an archetypal D, D character who is like in some way uh, uh becoming aware of their role within the world um, uh, I think th that's, that's another interesting direction, but those are, those are the first two places that my brain immediately goes for with making a D and D movie. I don't know if you have a take on that one way or the other. I don't, but that's why much like Dungeons and Dragons, it's a collaborative storytelling experience. So because I thought this was going to be the pitch episodes, I have a pitch down to the actors I would cast, but I'm saving that one now. Damn. So, 
<laughs> sure. So the other idea I had when I was first thinking about it is like, there's a lot of, because it's a tabletop RPG, there's a lot to say about identity. And I think that could be fun. Like how you wish to be perceived or how you are perceived within your own mindscape and how reality doesn't always meet that. Like to be personal for a second, I like uh, Cody Rhodes and Ryuji from Persona 5. And some of that's like, this is kind of how I wish I was and how I'm not always am all the time. Um, but I right. think if you did like a period piece 80s thing, because Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s, but also because like we had more broad archetypes for like a high school jock and cheerleader that rung more true in the 80s than I think they do now. So you do like an 80s movie and like the jock plays a wizard and he's thinking all the time and he like spells and crafting and like the cheerleader plays a barbarian because she gets to go berserk and that would be fun. Right. And so so you do do the like um like the two levels uh, uh Oh yeah, uh, there is there is no reality where I make a D&D movie and it does not switch between people playing the game and then the game happening. If it's not about like people playing the game, I think it's kind of pointless. Sure. Okay. No, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the tone of this piece because D&D can take a lot of different tones, but you want it to be like a little bit clown shoes, right? Yeah. No, no um, spoilers, but my pitch for when we do that episode is is a comedy. And sorry, nerds, that can be a little upsetting. But the thing about comedy is comedy does not mean devoid of stakes. It does not mean devoid of emotion. Everything that happens in Galaxy Quest is important to those characters. Everything that happens in Final Space is important. If you do comedy Absolutely. well, there are legitimate stakes and growth. Absolutely. Final Space is great. By the way, everyone should watch Final Space and get Renew Final Space trending on Twitter, please. I love that fucking show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Comedy makes a lot of sense for the franchise that we're working in here. And, and, and yeah, having it have real stakes. I'm trying to think what it is about the experience of Dungeons & Dragons that I would like. I would think of as being like the essential piece of 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 playing in that sort of universe because okay so i have a question go please how unapproachable would you want this movie to be from like a scale of a generic marvel movie to the fucking jay and silent bob reboot like how much of it do you want to be like we're not making <laughs> it for general audiences you kind of have to get it and then how much is it like we're not even making it for D like you because if you're making a and d movie, I'd kind of want the opening to be with like a group of friends who are already having a bunch of in jokes based on their adventures. And you, the audience, can kind of laugh because it, in theory, you're making them funny on their own. But you're also cute. like, what the fuck are they? Right. Why are they talking about a, a bone dragon and a giant mantis? What the shit? Right. Those being references to our D&D campaign. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, that's all a good point. I think that I agree with you that we are in a post-critical role world, right? And that it is, um, it's probably more or less fine to have, to have some characters be, to be accessible to assuming that people already know what Dungeons and Dragons is. 
um, uh, more or less. And I think that's the thing we can get away with. And I really like the idea of having it be said in the 80s and being like, okay, um, this is D&D, but um, it's like not a D&D where we're talking about critical role, right? It's not a D&D where we're talking about the current D&D landscape. It's D&D where we're engaging with like the mythology of D&D a little bit. Um, it's a D&D where uh, this is this is Stranger Things D&D, right? This is my time to nod and go, yes, that that's a thing. Have you not seen Stranger I Things? I haven't seen a single episode of Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Yeah, D&D is like a whole part of that show. Um, the like... Like, one of the main monsters is the Demogorgon, which is, like, from old-school D&D. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've come down. We're doing an 80s period piece about some kids playing the Dungeons and the Dragons. Okay. Um, we, we can do more. We can go further from here. Oh, no, we're done. R- wrap it up. R- roll, roll, cred- <laughs> roll credits. That's it, Hollywood. 80s and Dungeons and Dragons. Hush, leave me alone. Um, okay, so if it's... I'm thinking... If it's an 80s piece, would you want it to be kind of like a Breakfast Club, Go-Go Power Rangers thing, where, like, they form the friendship through playing D&D this time, or is this about a group of friends who have already been playing D&D? So, the easiest way to do this is that you have a new character who joins the group, and then the rest of the group goes, oh, they really let anybody play in this thing nowadays, huh? <laughs> hey, that's um, a callback. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the thing that you really want to be doing here, right? That is the obvious thing. But I do like the, that's, the that's, idea right. of they meet at detention and one of them is like, hey, do you guys want to play D&D? And the jock's like, what the fuck is a D&D? So I'm not sold on this, but I do want to follow this through just so i can like know that i can just so i can like feel like i've followed it through right yeah do we necessarily need it to be or want it to be high school kids like that's the easy place you go when you're making like a teen movie and if you want the like broad archetypes thing that we're doing there's a whole world out there right and we don't necessarily need for it to all be high school kids um you're correct a lot of a lot of people play dungeons and dragons i don't think about old fogies playing D, but li- but a lot of them do <laughs> literally, right that was my first dm there's a lot of settings <laughs> um there's a lot of grown-ups who play D, um and that's it's like it's like a little bit of a worn thing having it be like kids playing D and D, right? It's like a thing that we have seen before. Yeah, I think some of that comes from like the the fact that my other pitch is very specifically about adults, so was trying to get away from that. But yeah, I can be won over by they don't have to be high schoolers. I think I just think like we've seen that a lot. I think adult friend groups are interesting and complicated and there are a lot of settings you know like like a lot of people play D D in prison and i'm not saying we need to do that but it's like an interesting angle that doesn't get explored very often right maybe not quite as true in the 80s don't actually know that information um uh but you know you know what i mean yeah yeah you are correct i would like it 
that if we do do... I, th- I think we're leaning towards doing adults just for different shit. But it is true to life that if you talk to people like us who grew up being nerds, you'll be like, yeah, I, uh, I was the kid playing with a bunch of adults at a game store. In retrospect, I don't know if that was the safest. One of them was a little weird, but that's... I would like at least one of these characters to be a teenager. <laughs> Because that's, you go into a game store. I actually like that a lot. There's at least one teenage kid getting screamed at by a motherfucker who likes Warhammer way too much. Right, so so hear me out. We have a protagonist who's a teenage kid trying to play Dungeons & Dragons, um, and the only real resource that they have is to go to a place where all the grown-ups are playing it. And then what you do, you get to have... Um, D&D as, like, an expression of identity, right? Because this is a kid trying to find themselves. But you also get to do the, like, kid has a bunch of shit in their home life going on that they're trying to work through and figure out. Um, and is trying to do that through the means of D&D. And you get to do the, like, the come on, come on thing where you have, you get to talk about, like, important lessons about what it, like, means to be a human being in the world through the lens of, like, a kid interacting with grown-ups, and the grown-ups, like, maybe being a little bit thrown off by that at first, but then, like, like figuring out their footing over the course of time and, like, like slowly forming a relationship with a kid. Everybody loves that story. Everybody loves the story where the adults form a relationship with the kid. Yeah, just like all the Twilight fans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yes, I, I think we found a correct direction. So, okay... Let's try to identify some things about our our young protagonist, our situation, our um, our whole thing that we have going on here. Let's start with this and work our way backwards. Um, uh, what what kind of character is this kid playing? Let's start there. Give us something concrete, and then we can build back from that. Okay, I'm just gonna throw out some some ideas. Please, paladin, but worships a blood god, bard. Just generic bard. Love a generic bard. Buff woman. Buff woman. Okay, great. Kinda horny wizard. Okay. Loud rogue. Yeah. Very generic hero. Like, just Chris Evans looking fighter motherfucker. <laughs> I think... Yeah. I, 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 I'm leaning to Paladin who worships the blood god, because I think it's a, it's a kid trying to find themselves... And if you do the paladin thing, it's about contradictions, right? Because if you can look at the shit that doesn't make sense, maybe that allows you some sense of clarity. And it can be like a, like he's but like kind of butting heads with the group who expect like, oh, you're playing the paladin, so we can't do evil. And then he smites a goblin and like, huh, is that how you play, kid? And it's, it's like, there's nothing in the rules. It says I can't. And they're like, all right. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's a way that this kid can teach the adults something about the world as well, because it can, you know, challenge the things that they assume about the game and, and, and by extension, you know, like their place in the world and shit. So this kid playing, a, yeah. playing, playing the paladin of a blood god wants to, to be a protag because that's a, you know, like a, I'm in the front type of a deal wants to be seen. Right. Uh, uses D and D as an outlet for sometimes of violence. When not everything is great in this kid's life, how 
how how far do you want to go? Is it just kind of like generic '90s angst, break stuff, new metal, or is there like some some dark shit going on in his home life? Okay, here's so. I've already mentioned Come On, Come On in this, and that's because I just saw it this week as of time of recording. Um, so Come On, Come On is a movie that came out in this in this award season, um, and it's about this guy, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, he has to, like, go babysit his nephew while his mom goes to, like, take care of his dad. And the, like, the thing that the kid is struggling with this, in this, in this movie, is that his mom um, is, is going off to, to help his dad. Um, his dad is having some, like, mental health problems. He's, like, safe. He's alive. But the kid is kind of, like, confused about the whole thing. And his mom is, like, spending a little bit more time away than he really wants to. And that's, like, that's the scale of the problem here, right? Is, is it's a kid um, who, like, he's fine. Everything in his life is, like, doing okay. But he's a kid, and this shit is confusing, and he doesn't, like, understand what's happening. And that's very confusing. That's very scary because he's, like, 10 years old. Um, and so I think, like, that's kind of the scale that I'm interested in working on. Is It's, it's not, like, it's not edgy. It's not grimdark. Um, but when you're a kid and you're living in the world, uh, that shit is, like, a big deal. That's... Yeah, it's it's season one. Of Does that Inf make sense as a it, level to be on? It's, it's season one of Infinity Train, where the the villain is the concept of divorce <laughs> because you're a kid and it's scary. Because you're a kid and it's scary, yeah. And like, yeah, I, I I'm not especially interested in doing like a like a '90s everything is horrible and sucks. I just I am interested in doing like a. Yeah, dude, it's scary and kind of sucks. Um, uh, if if you're if you're if you don't have like a handle on that shit yet, it's the purple um, feeling. What's the purple feeling? This is more of like you have to be familiar with the things I like. It's a it's a video essay B Mask did about liking. Okay. Yeah. So just, anyways, everyone watch that video. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's the Peter Pan one. It's really fucking good. So, like on that scale. I think divorce is a pretty good one, if a pretty common one. Okay, I have an idea. Yeah, go. What if he accidentally killed his pet, and so now worshipping a blood god is like a cathartic way to deal with that without saying oh, it shit. out loud? Okay, fuck. And it's not like a... That one's pretty intense. Like... Like, because you're like a kid, and sometimes you just neglect feeding happens out of whatever. Or, like, you went away on vacation, and you came back, and... Or, like, or like you were like, Mom, yeah, feed feed my bearded dragon every blank. I'm going on vacation, gets back. Oh, I'm sorry, honey, I'll get you a new one. No, it, I don't want a new one, it's dead. Right. Yeah. Accidentally killed your pet is... It's not bad, I worry that it's maybe a little bit I don't know is that like a is that like a thing that a kid like deals with in an ongoing way for like several months maybe it is if it's like you're looking for a new pet or because like it takes place over like a span of time right yeah yeah this wouldn't be an isolated event this would be like time passes there's a scene where it's snowing <laughs> there sure is I think because it's like we've all lost a pet 
I don't know. I, I, let's just be personal for a second. I remember having snails and going, I don't think I'm giving these snails the best life. And I set them free one day and I cried about that for a while. So I think if I accidentally killed one of my pets, it, it, it would fuck me up for a good minute. I know I'm doing a lot of long pauses in this one. I'm I'm figuring it out. I'm 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 sinking my teeth into this one. It's almost like making movies is hard. <laughs> it's a really complicated it's a really complicated and weird question. How do you make a D&D movie? There's a lot to get into here. What is the main conflict? I think that's like the biggest thing that I'm missing right now because there's got to be a main conflict and you kind of want the uh the in-game conflict to like in some way mirror or work with or reflect on the out of game conflict. And if the in game conflict or if the, if like the out of game conflict has to do with this kid accidentally killing their, their pet, um, and then they're playing this character who's like a, 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 a paladin to the blood God, then it becomes about like care, right? Or, 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 Okay, I think I have a thought, and I might be able to finish it by the end of the sentence, but, like, he's playing the paladin who kills things as a way to, in, on some level, make his accidental killing of the pet okay in his brain. And the rest of the party is like, huh, bold choice. So I think it would be he kills a, 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 a like, important NPC on purpose... And that's right. And that and then like, like the rest of the party, like it's it's more than just like, well, that's odd. It's like, hey, man, you're like fucking with the story. And maybe an adult gets a little too heated because that fucking happens. And this is the the break in tension right. where the kid finally explains it to the rest of the adults, and then they're like, oh, this is more than a game right now. I don't want. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should we should know about the pet way before that point. I don't like it when there's a plot twist that like explains a character's motivations because I think you should know about the character's motivations ahead of time. I just think that's better storytelling um, and helps us understand the thing that's happening. But fair enough. Yeah, that can be the moment when the other grown-ups find out find out about it. Maybe like he like one adult keeps backing the kid despite making choices that make the game kind of harder because like that that adult already knows and is on his side and this is where it becomes obvious to the rest of the group maybe and like the kid opening up is more cathartic than making this fantasy thing about it and actually talking about your problems can help more than just making up scenarios in your head can so if it's about like realizing your your internal conflict if it's about like facing reality then the climax has to not happen in the game, right? We have to spend the entire movie setting up, like, a big in-game conflict, right? There's a big fucking monster or necromancer or whatever that these characters have to kill. Oh, it has to be necromancer, doesn't it? Nec oh, it does. Oh, you're fucking right. It has to be necromancer. That's beautiful. That's perfect. Bless you. Um, and, uh... So you have this 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 fucking this necromancer that you have to kill. You build up and build up that it's like through this in-game action um uh that this kid kid is going to like find catharsis, right? And then in the end, the thing that actually does it has nothing to do with the game at all, 
right? Because of course it doesn't. Of course, like, playing the game is never going to, like, fully help him process um, having fucking killed his pet and having all of this, like, shit happening in his normal real life. And ultimately, the thing that he actually needs in this scenario um, uh, is to, like to find meaning outside of the game and to find that catharsis in the in the like metagamic plotline. And the in-game plotline doesn't even like really matter all that much, you know? So, I don't know, that's a thought. Yeah, I, I was nodding along and I, I do often forget that it's an auditory medium. It is. So, like, you have this in-game plotline of a necromancer um, that they have to fight and you have this like out of out meta plot of this kid like integrating with this group of grown-ups um that he doesn't really um uh know or like understand that well but is like trying to figure it out so i think there's got to be like sorry i know i'm like i don't need to apologize for everything all the time i'm okay i'm gonna shoot an ending at you and just see how you feel about it totally and i will tell you i like this but let me make this change yes exactly that's the podcast so what if the ending like literal like last frames of the movie is he invites them to a thing outside of the D&D because they're like you know kind of real life friends and it's still about his issues but he finally like he wants to have a visual for his pet and they agree to it because they like this kid and so they do it and the prayer he does is like to the blood god he prays to in D&D to kind of merge the two because the D&D gave him the means to understand the stuff and finally having the visual and visiting his pet with these people who are his friends it's the melding of the real world and the fantasy to kind of get you through it yes I still feel like I want a thing that he's been trying to achieve in the real world up to this point so instead of just cutting to and now we're due like he killed his pet a while ago we spin our wheels for the movie, and now at the end, he's having a vigil for his pet. Um, uh, what if instead he's been okay? He's been trying to replace his pet for the entire movie in like the in like the in like the extra gamic world, um, uh, and that's like that's been our understanding of his like of his out of game quest line or whatever is is finding. Uh, uh, is finding a replacement for his pet and then it's it's only at the end that he takes a second to be like okay and now i'm gonna like like maybe i need to like take a minute to honor my pet maybe i want to like um instead of like rushing forward to find the new thing because i think i'm supposed to like that's the climax is like hey i need all of your help to like to help me remember the thing that I did have. Okay. And 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 in that because and in that way it's like that way it's about the like acknowledgement of the thing that happened, right? Because he's been trying to not acknowledge it by or he's trying been trying to I don't know, move forward. Maybe that sucks. Maybe that's not good. Alternative ending idea and then you can say yes but no. What if it's the group independently get him a new pet maybe or uh they buy him a like a rememberal thing <laughs> rememberal um uh yeah i 
and then like the and then like the ending is just the the kid sits with it for a minute and has a has a good cry and then fade to sappy credits. <laughs> so we do that. Can the kid have been a sh- like? I want the kid to sort of have been a little shit for a lot of the movie. He lost his pet. He's been acting out. I think a big part of the like meta conflict so far then I think has been about this kid trying to get into this like group and having the grown-ups in the group kind of not be having any of it um, because the kids being a little shit and having him like over the course of the movie come to so this kid is the problem player and he's not he casting his fucking heels during any of the fights and in the final fight maybe he is casting the heel because they've all warmed up to each other and now he's like a full member of the group and he's not letting our fucking tank die god damn it Al stop letting our tank die I actually really like the idea of following the problem player from a little bit of like a sympathetic lens and 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 yeah being like this kid is having a hard fucking time in his life and he needs some like support and understanding and the grown-ups are not giving him that right now and so the story becomes about him like trying to find understanding and being unable to do it at first and then eventually learning to communicate with them through the language of the game and then it's like through something that happens in the fight with the necromancer at the end where we become like oh oh shit dude like like you're straight up not having a good time and we can help you and we understand that now yeah 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 i'm I'm feeling this i'm feeling i think we're i think we're uh it's that point where you you take out the the taste and spoon you lick the bat of it and you go good it's a few dabs of hot sauce yeah, 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 yeah. What are some of the other people like? Maybe that's a way. Yeah, I was wondering. I was, I was also, I was also landing there. What, like, what kind of a group is this? Probably we want it to be like the kind of group that to this kid looks like really functional and grown up. But like, as adults watching this, we can see it and go like, oh, these people are a bunch of fucking misfits who are playing here because like. It's like the local, like, game center or whatever you have in the 1980s, and they just, like, have each other, and they don't really have that much in common with each other. And we have, like, a couple there who are, like, married, and they come here as, like, a thing to do together. We have, like, uh, the guy who, like, is kind of, like, weird and quiet, and you, like... You keep him around because you like him, but he's, like, definitely, like, a weird fucking dude because, you know, he plays D&D in the 80s. Who's, who's like, the the what about a boy, the walking phoenix? Who's kind of the one who's, like, on the kid's side from the beginning? I mean, everybody is trying to be on the kid's side from the beginning. Okay. Um, I mean, they're, like, they're grown-ups, right? And they're in charge, and they all want to help. Um, and they don't all always know the way how, but they all basically have good intentions. There's nobody there who's like out to get it with the kid. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, no. it might make sense to have like a, a grown up there who like is definitely on the kid's side. Okay, so there's no no Warhammer players. Yeah. 
I love you, Warhammer and people who play Warhammer, but like a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of that fan base. He said suck, convincingly suck for Nazi reasons and like on a less that there are just like a lot of people who are into Warhammer, like military dudes, and sometimes, you know, you you come back from a from a tour and <laughs> and shit sucks and you yell sometimes. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the mentor figure esque, I think it. I think it's the DM, because the DM wants the game to run smooth. Sure. Oh, that's the yeah. Yes. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think. What do we think? Like a teacher, an uncle, someone who like knows the kid from the outside, or or not, or just like, um, a, a totally random person who just like likes this kid. I think maybe just like a totally random person who just like likes this kid. Yeah, I think you have one of those. I think you have one of those moments where you just meet a really cool dude who's into the world of Warcraft and they help you out because they're nice. I feel like we're still missing like a hook. Like there's one big thing that I want to figure out before that like that like change that like turns everything on its head before we before we call it. There is something to like if you're doing a period piece, you you decide of like well, this was kind of the stuff that was going on in the 80s. Do we in any way tie that into what's happening in our story? Well, I mean, there's AIDS. Um, yeah, I was uh, like, well, there's the war on drug. There's Ronald Reagan. So, like, we're all ignoring the AIDS crisis. <laughs> there's um, blind optimism <laughs> and the host of massive <laughs> deregulation that will ruin the rest of our lives. There's a lot to work with in the 80s. It's a bad time. Maybe that's part of it, right? Um, yeah, well, like, it's... it's The thing about the 80s is, like, it's a bad time for us, right? Looking back. But, like, people liked the 80s. They were having fun. There's a lot of just, like, synth-happy, bubblegum pop, fucking dope-ass movies. There's a reason other than just those are the only people who have money, so they're the only ones who are going to nostalgia farm, uh, nostalgia farm their wallets for forever. You don't have okay. to make your TNT movie about the war on drugs. Okay, right. Counterpoint, though, um, things seemed really happy in the 80s. People were having a good time, and that was boiling over a like, undercurrent of horrible fucking things happening. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe... I think, I think just that, like, works for what we're doing with this story, where it is about... Uh, bubbling over weird negative emotions in the game that is just supposed to be about the fun. The D&D is the synth, and this kid's emotional journey is all the deregulization and the fact that the one person who would try to get Ronald Reagan and the Fauci of the time to talk about AIDS would get laughed at. They'd be like, oh, you got the gains? I think definitely that's, like, happening in the background on radios and stuff, right? That's, like... That's a part of the whole emotional timbre of what's happening here. Yeah, you know, it's just the Daredevil season two opens and I'm like, it's a heat wave. Things are get. I could have said fucking do the right thing. I didn't have to go to. I've seen more movies than just Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but you've been watching a lot of Marvel lately. You've been watching a lot of MCU God, TV. I've been watching so much of it. But yeah, you kind of. Use the rising tensions and emotional currents of the 80s to mirror this kid's journey. Yeah. The, the scenes where shit's good, it's like, uh, new NES attachment, Rob! And then we're like, ah, oh, that's funny, because Rob kind of sucks, and even though this kid happy, shit's, shit's sucks. <laughs> sucks. 
<laughs> Fucking That's babies. funny. Yeah, God, it really does just feel like it's this one thing out of grasp. I can't fucking reach it. It's, it's, it's D&D, it, there's dice, there's character sheets, there's, um, hanging out in a basement with Mountain Dew, there's beholders and dragons and tiles and magic markers and... Okay, here's an idea. We can, we can maybe shoot this one, because I have been more or less picturing Bearded Dragon, but what if it's like he left out a toy and his dog accidentally choked on that and then so it's like a last action hero thing where like the kids using the movie as escapism but every time you cut back to him watching the movie he's eating the popcorn and when his hand goes back on screen you see the effects of the real world and the scars so like every time he grabs the miniature the fact that he's grappling with sort of guilt over the loss of his dog is reminded to us that's good. I think we include it. Um, I don't think it's like the thing. Yeah, it's. I was just like, that's maybe a detail I could float in. It's good. Um, I think that's a good detail to have in there. What if the adventure takes place in Ravenloft? And I don't know if that matches up timeline-wise with D&D, but Ravenloft is all about being in hell, but a hell that you, by your own guilt continuously perpetuate okay and so that also the... makes sense to me that also seems like a thing to include there all right amber i think i got it yeah it ends and he gets to bone down his hot ass teacher it's <laughs> and we have really weird messages in some of our nerd movies yeah it's a comedy about a kid joining a group of adults to cope with the death of his pet that he accidentally caused. And it's through the process of, of that group that he learns to confront the thing that he did and the reality of his life. Maybe we just didn't have that good of a pitch, huh? There is that. <laughs> <laughs> there is that idea. It could be perfect because the opening of this was going most D and D movies. Not. Oh my good. god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I think foundationally the thing that we have here could work. I'm not sure what makes it like a D and D movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is. That's part of it. That's part. Of, like it's it's so hard to recreate. The thing that makes D&D special and endearing, because A, some of it is spontaneity. So, like, when we'll get to my pitch, I'm like, I don't have much of an act, too, because that's the fun. And B, deeply personal. Like, why I love D&D will have lay layover with why someone else would, but it's not the specifics of it. So it's hard to recreate that to a fucking movie okay then let me bring in our experience and the parts of it that were affecting to me follow up this entire story takes place over the course of this kid's senior year um uh, <laughs> at, it's That's a senior perfect. year of high school at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie it's the beginning of senior year he joins this group he 
you know, goes through uh, this entire fucking journey um, with this group. At the end, he absolutely does do the like. We ha- we get to have the whole scene where he 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 has the little the little ritual for the for the 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 dead pet, um, and critically, also at the end, he has to leave. It's his final year of school. He is going to graduate. He is going to leave, and so. The end of the movie is him saying goodbye to the pet, and it's also him saying goodbye to the group. And the two things become synecdoche for one another. Does that make sense as an emotional through line to tie the thing together that resonates with our experience of what D&D is? Is about, like, finding this group of people, getting really close really quickly, and then going to separate places. And then... I can do you one better. Um, I can go one more on that. Um, when you and I graduated high school, when you and I left, um, what we did is we ran a one-shot tabletop role-playing game where we included characters from each and every campaign that we had played, and they came together in a multiverse-spanning adventure. So we had the characters from our Star Wars game, and the characters from our Shadowrun game, and the characters from our Pathfinder game, all of them come together, um, and 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 interact with one another right so and the the conclusion of of that piece of 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 that game um was that these characters all like formed off separate spots in their multiverse and and went off to have their own adventures right because eh, cute get it so we get to do that in this as well um where in game you get to do the thing where the characters all like decide to go off and 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 have their own adventure. Does that track? I think we did it. Did we do it? That feels good. Does that feel better to you? Does that feel like does that make more sense? It does. That makes more sense. That feels better. Okay, you were right. We just need to include details from our own uh, experiences. Boy, I bet this episode is going to get a lot shorter in the editing. Like, y'all listening are not going to know how much time we spent just sitting there being like, what the fuck do we do next in this episode? Uh, This recording is like at an hour and 15 minutes right now. I imagine it's shorter than that in the edit. uh, What if it's not? (laughs) No, it will be. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, before we leave off, because I kind of forgot this was a comedy halfway through recording this, I would like that it's there's a, comedy. a joke that, like, yeah, that he goes to the to the game, and there is the person fucking screaming, and he doesn't sit at that table, and the DM for the table sits there and goes, yeah, that guy fucking sucks, <laughs> because, yeah, that guy fucking sucks. Oh, absolutely, sucks. that guy fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, um, what's our protagonist's name? Let's do that one before we go. I was thinking Al Muhammad. I've been picturing a Middle Eastern kid the whole time. Sure. And I don't know a lot of Middle Eastern names. So it's just like, ah, Al Muhammad, which now that I'm saying it out loud does feel a little, hi, I'm JK Rowling. I have a Korean character and her name is Ching Cho. Yes, that's two Chinese last names. Who gives a fuck? So I'm going to say Elijah, not Muhammad, but first name Elijah. Last name, Google some shit, Amber. That's my job on this podcast is to Google things.
Alright, 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 alright. And while you're Googling, I'm going to super make this for no one but us, but uh, Elijah only has, like, a white shirt, and on the DVD commentary track that has both of us on it, we go, yeah, he has a white shirt, and that's a reference to our joke character, Timmy, whose thing is he's just very boring. Alright, I'm just going to go with Saeed. Alright. It's an easy one. We did it. Alright, and that is how we would do a D&D movie. Tune in uh, eventually when we separately make a D&D movie that will go smoother because we'll have worked out the... We'll have thought about it beforehand. Yeah! Cool. Um, Go team. Love this for us. Go team venture. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, Well, thank you for joining us. This has been... um, uh, This has been one of the slower episodes of original podcast Do Not Steal, but don't worry... It's a fun podcast, we promise. In most instances, I promise it's more fun than this. Please believe us. I don't need I to do that. Never that. mind. You know what? This podcast is great. It's been great. It continues to be great. I I had so much to work with cutting out highlights from the fucking Dark Universe episode, and I'm so excited for the revisit episode. I have ideas. I have so many. Oh my god, the dark the Dark Universe revisit episode is gonna be so fun. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, sign offs at the end um uh my name has been amber autumn she her and i've been cody (laughs) and this has been cody johnston uh join us next week when devin will try to get us to talk about professional wrestling um but instead we will talk about uh john wick oh boy oh that's gonna be fun that's gonna be a fun one right and much like John Wick will use any immediate object to murder whoever is in front of him, I will use everything within my power to monetize our friendship. It's it's, it's on a shirt. Bye. Okay. No, fuck you. Bye. Bye.